This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. It's Real Kipper and Born with Sammy McKee back in the house. Wow. After taking a full day off to golf without me and you. And you know what's worse? He went and got like professional tutelage so he can beat us the next time we play. I, I didn't golf. I didn't golf. I practiced golf. And I talked about golf, but I didn't golf. Okay, for the record, this was, uh, you do have a golf show. You want to plug it in yeah, real yeah, quick? Yeah. Me and Gunnar host the golf show. Sports there you go. The fan. So uh, this was an Saturday invitation. Morning. Yeah, I have a pretty from- good relationship with Golf Canada, and they invited me to the Team Canada Media Day at Western Golf Club. And uh, their their intention was to take you inside the ropes like you are a Team Canada member, and you get some training, talk about driving, chipping, putting, the physical side of it, the mental side of it. We're there from about 8.30 until about 2.30. A little press conference, wonderful lunch. It was, it was a pretty interesting day. I found out that I suck at golf, and I was given some tips to maybe help that a bit. So it was and interesting. You, you picked that over us? Yeah. We had Brian Burke on, pal. Yeah. No I, big deal. I know. I booked him. <laughs> <laughs> I was the man who texted oh. him. It was oh, me. I see. It, it I was forgot, me. So. I, I forgot how this works. Yeah. But we so. did have Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick, who we have again today. So our all-star team is intact here. I, you know, I, I listened to Berkey on my uh, car ride home. I, I heard a good portion of it. And I thought it was an excellent interview by you guys. I thought both of you asked a good pointed questions. Berkey was an open book, as he always is. And you guys pranked me pretty good in the group chat with some stuff that you said he said that I didn't hear. <laughs> so, uh, all good. And for those of you that did not hear it, Go back Feel free and to go to uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and uh, download it. It's, uh, it was great. Uh, always enjoy Brian Burke. He's an open book, as Sammy said. Yeah, and he was pretty passionate, right? How relevant is that? Pittsburgh, Dubas is going there, potentially, I guess. You know, having worked here in the reporting structure, he was good on all that stuff. So check it out. Okay, a ton to get into. As we know, we're on our summer edition of Real Kipper and Born, which means 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern. Cram, cram, cram. Yeah, people don't love it, I got to tell no, you. No, I, I, we get it, and that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing that you want more of us because we're leaving homes where they want to get less of us. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Glad we're desired somewhere. Jason Bukla is going to join us in about 18 minutes, uh, former NHL scout, writer for sportsnet.ca, and uh, a wealth of information, including what he saw at the World Championship. Yeah. And what the Leafs might be looking at moving forward, of course, is it official now that the coaching carousel has kicked in? Oh, yeah. We've got a report from Kevin Week saying uh, Andrew Burnett has been hired as the Nashville Predators' next coach. And here closer to home, Spencer Carberry, an associate coach with the Toronto Maple Leafs, is now gone. And he is a new member of the Washington Capitals. So let's start with you, JB, in terms of another I don't know, Kyle Dubas piece gone from yeah. the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is that safe to say about Spencer going to Washington? Yeah, I just got to say it's crazy because Spencer went to the UAA, Alaska Anchorage, where I went to, and I was he was there when I flew up to consider going to the university. I remember seeing the state of his dorm room and, you know, him being a meathead with all the boys. It's funny to see him like a desire, a sought-after NHL uh, coaching candidate, but he's come a long way. And look where you are. And look where I am. (laughs) But look at this guy. I mean, he won Coach of the Year in the American League, and since he was here, in two seasons under uh, Carberry's guidance, the Leafs' power play was second-best in the NHL. 
twenty six point six percent. I mean, and and that's get that that is has gotten a lot of attention for sure. I think that's part of why people are after him. Now you're in Washington, where the power play is. Oh, let Ovi hit it. There's no question <laughs> that that number speaks for itself. Uh, but at times, does it? I does have it? not loved the <laughs> you, Toronto Maple Leafs. I'd rather you speak for it a little bit. Play. No, me either. Know, this is not something that snuck up on us. We've been very clear over the last few years that it's failed when it was needed most yeah. towards stretch runs of the regular season and then bled into the the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I've got a number of issues, including predictability and not enough movement at times. They had some of the best players in the world out there. Like, expectations are high for that power play. So, like, not even addressing it, not even a having a... a practice on it or having pregame meetings with that kind of talent shouldn't you be in the top five anyway 20 is baseline 20 is a baseline percentage and he will give him credit for six top 10 yeah top 10 (laughs) without looking at it twice probably probably not to take away from the guy and the team did well but you're right there were times where it seemed disjointed or a lack of clarity on what it is you do here for some people it blows my mind that they're the sec they're the second best over that span because it just feels like there's so many times over the two years of we've been doing just this show complaining about it. where we're just like, God, that power play, hard to watch. And it's just, I guess they would just get so hot for so many stretches there where they would put their numbers up. But I guess it maybe is just in the big moments a lot of times it let them down and that's what you're kind of remembering. Right? Yes, so. But did, did relevant you, moments. Is, is Was Spencer, uh, like, it, I don't know how to phrase this other than was he a Kyle Dubas guy? Was he uh, right there with Kyle? This is Kyle's guy. This is who hired him. That's who he answered to. You know, I I, I guess you can say he was a Dubas guy because that's who hired him. But he had generated a lot of buzz. I think he had a lot of success in the East Coast Hockey League. You know, he kind of looks the military part, you know, very diligent, had success in the coast, came to the American League, had success. And I think it's just people being like, I want the next John Cooper. I want the guy who wins at every single level. And so, yeah, Dubas hires him. They, they pride him away. He had uh, interviews last year with Boston and San Jose. Um, and here he is. You know, they got to keep him. So he, he was just a hot name, frankly. We do know that there's other jobs out there that need filling, including yeah. the New York Rangers, including Anaheim, including Calgary. This is kind of what I want to ask you. And the longer that this GM search stretches out for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which it's been quite a while now, I guess we're week and a bit into it here. When, when was the when was the Brennan Shanahan press conference? Oh, it was Two Friday, Fridays ago? last Friday. Yeah. God, that feels it's hard to figure like a out million time. years ago. It really does. Yeah, not two Fridays. Yeah, wow. So, you know, once they hire whoever they're going to hire, then what does that mean for Keith? Well, and then this, you're too. Are you too late in the process to get someone new? So are they more likely to come back with Keith? That's yeah, and we that actually might t- be the best we, thing for Sheldon. We 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 talked about this a little bit yesterday, with Sammy, while you were eating your free lunch. Box lunch, yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I heard what you called me, by the way. What did I? What was, was that? Uh, if it's free, it's for Makia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard Could, it, boys. Has anything ever been like, more accurate? Either, I, either you're listening to us live or someone gave you a bat signal no, that I, you're I getting ripped. Te- I got a few texts. But listen, I, 
love free stuff. Who does? Oh, Kipper over there acting like he does <laughs> yeah, it. Munches all of it. get to weigh in on D- that. Derek brings in his lunch and Kipper eats half of it every day. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can we get back on topic, please? Okay. So let me I, ask you something. All right, is, please do. Is, is Sheldon sitting there going, um, excuse me, uh, there's jobs being filled here and uh, when the music stops, uh, I want a chair. So, like, get on with it here. Well, or is it that the longer this goes, the closer, you know, the more people get hired and, you know, the less appealing candidates there are and the more you're like, hey, Sheldon Keefe, that guy's won a lot. You know, maybe they're more likely to keep him the longer this goes on for him. So I don't really know the answer there. But, you know, it's all sort of circular with a lot of these people, a lot of these teams, and the uncertainty is so hard. You know, there's the other one. Like, what's Ottawa going to do? We had Burke on yesterday. Berkey talked about how when they got new ownership, they immediately knew that they were in trouble. You know, because the people, they have every right to hire their own people, and then it's on to the staff and whatever. This Ottawa thing is another team yeah. that they're going to need a new, I or just, are they? I want to I want to stay on Sheldon first, um, and we can talk about other teams. Yeah. No, no question about that, and we will here. Um, but where... I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That the longer he waits, and then the less of a of a of a choice that you have, maybe you're into starting the season with Sheldon. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, Sheldon's got one more year on his deal. As correct. In this upcoming year only. I believe that's the case. Okay. I could be wrong, but let's hypothetically say now he is going in his last year. Yeah. Are we just kind of regurgitating that whole... Um, in the Dubas cycle? The Dubas, uh, uh, you know, dead man walking on, make, make on, the guy mad on, on your last year Immediately to start deal? the year, yeah. Is that where you you would go? Would you give him a year yeah. extension so you avoid the, would take it. The, got... the, the circus? Don't you think it's a little bit different situation with Kyle and with Sheldon, though, like in terms of clout within the organization? No, I, I don't. You I know? just I just think that Sheldon is from here with young kids who are in all the programs here. His family's from roughly around here. Like, I think he would rather the chance to earn a new contract in season than just get outright fired. Like, I bet he would prefer that. I get your point. Like, But you've, you're have you 115 points, 110. Your record speaks for itself. You're one of, you've gone through one of the best stretches in Maple Leaf history. Yeah. As a head coach, you couldn't sign a three- or four-year deal if they released you tomorrow? You know, I think that was the case when he signed his last deal, that it was like, this is guy is a Dubas guy and only a Dubas guy. And then he came to Toronto, and he had a lot of success. Say what you will, it wasn't as much as people had hoped, but they had a lot of success. And I saw his name surface in a rumor for the, the Rangers job. You know, and now that, like, other people talk about you, it's a lot easier to say, I'm a guy, and you got to give me more years. I don't think he had that leverage before. There was always a sense, too, that Kyle was just joined to the hip mm-hmm. with Sheldon. Oh, is this a Pittsburgh conversation? Well, it's, yeah, no, it's not a Pittsburgh conversation. It could be oh. a Pittsburgh conversation, but, I mean, you've seen it. They are the best of friends. Are yeah. they not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that no they- way. No MF way. each other you, all the time, well, you know, to how, each other's faces. How about, okay. like how about a do. trade, a coaching trade? No. My <laughs> Mike point Sullivan is, for Sheldon Keefe? Do you throw in a second round pick? For one? <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Would you ever see a scenario where 
Brendan would say, if I kept Sheldon and he talks to Kyle, yeah, would I really want my you know what they can't secrets keep or business God, going? They can't keep them no, right. You're to so right, Kyle or Shell uh, Kyle, and, like, not, and not just like, secrets. Like listen, just he's such we, a Kyle guy. We all Kyle's have gone. we all have our buddies who are confidant, and we share stuff with them. And we know it's not going any further. Kind of like our pre-show meetings, boys. Right. Trust yeah. Right. <laughs> and especially you, JB, the way you talk about your bosses here. <laughs> and I listen. I do listen. Buddy, uh, you're a vault. And I, I try to that in, in talk our friendship. you off the ledge every once in a yeah. while. It's not that bad. It's just business. <laughs> but do you think there'd be a part of Brendan, yeah. if he kept Sheldon around, that some of the stuff would go back? I don't. So I gen- I genuinely mm. don't think that that would happen. But I think if you're Shanahan, it's like, do you want to keep all your ex's furniture in your house? <laughs> you know, after they're gone, like just see you're starting over. You'd probably want a fresh start. So there is an element of that where Sheldon is still a guy who thinks like yeah. Kyle believes in yeah. all the things Kyle did. You know, if you're moving on from that guy, it's really hard to keep the same guy. Now that I think about it, gosh, that's a tough to bring him back. So then... Would you picture, I mean, because, you know, this Kyle Dubas news is looming here. At some point, it's we're going to find it. It's eternal. Why is nothing lo- happening anywhere? It is a capital L looming here. I don't know when it's going to drop. It could drop any moment. But the, do you think there's a possibility he would bring Sheldon to Pittsburgh? Well, didn't Sullivan, isn't he got a long deal? I, I don't know his contract status. but Listen, I, uh, I, I would be absolutely floored and shocked yeah you can't you're go giving in and fire up mike sullivan mike sullivan for sheldon keith and you're trading playoff records it's just and he just upped and if you're not paying him three you might be paying him four mil you, you you're gonna pay him four million to stay at home and add sheldon for three million and who knows what kyle could demand for them by signing you want to be $10 million yeah. into $12 million, maybe no. $15 million into three guys that don't make one save, don't block one shot, and don't score one goal. And presumably they're paying Berkey and Hexy. I don't think those guys were. That's a lot of Fenway money. That is a lot. I know the, the park brings in a lot of dogs. But... but if they are so hot to trot for Kyle Dubas and they want his vision and they want everything about him, they give him all the power, the autonomy... Yeah. Right? No, it's like Messiah here. It's like They're if you rich. want the guy you think Fenway, is the best, pay him. They, they are a rich group, as we know. They yeah. could pay that out of their, you know, wallets. Yeah. But in the meantime, these guys have to wait. Uh, you mentioned Ottawa, DJ Smith. He, they just got to wait. They have no choice. Yeah. And what is, speaking of waiting, like, didn't Freach have a report where he said that sale process is not going particularly smooth, Sammy? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big bomb dropped on 32 Thoughts about the process here. I can get the quote for you if you'd like. I'm just pulling it up here. Um, what did he say exactly? He said, Every, uh, everyone here who is supposed to be in control of the process has lost control of it, and it's been this way for quite some time. I don't know if there's ever been another sale process like this that I can remember, and that's from Freach on the podcast. Is that... Do you, oh, can, listen, can I even ask I mean, you about I mean, that, or is this in the NDA that you've signed? Well, <laughs> listen, I just I, want to get a sense for what's happening. Yeah, I, I what mean, are we waiting on here? Yeah. I, 
I am privileged to some things, but not all the things for sure. Yeah. And I, I can't speak to Elliot's reporting. His his record and his reputation stand for itself. Yeah. And I, I can't comment on that. But I can tell you from from my view of of being involved somewhat in this process without giving any secrets away, um, it's been as professional as anything that I would have expected. Yeah. So we are talking about the NHL now setting an absolute new standard. We have we're talking about a process that I don't think the NHL has really gone through it before. Even with the Leafs, uh, prior to Bell and Rogers getting involved, the sale of uh, of the teachers' pension. Remember that? I don't remember parties or billionaires clamoring to that sale like we've seen with the Ottawa Senators. So this is relatively a new standard with some very powerful people involved. Yeah. Like there is due diligence in this. And I know from afar, you know, it's got to be frustrating for the Ottawa fans. Well, and how about their staff and other people waiting on jobs? Totally. Maybe Dubas wants that job. And totally. Should, you know, didn't Sarah Valley say that? That yeah. the Dubas is waiting to see if that job would open up. I get all of that. But when you're talking about the numbers that have been reported out there, how can you not, like, do your due diligence? Yeah. As any deal out there, right, the devil is in the details, mm-hmm. and it does take time. But everything that I've seen that I can share publicly with you, our viewers, and the Ottawa fans, is this thing is being done right. Yeah. And I can't tell you from my view right now who ends up with this, yeah. whether it's the group I represent or the other groups, but I can, I can confidently tell the Ottawa Senator fans that whether, again, it's my group or another one, you're going to get a great owner. Yeah. You're going to get an owner who's committed to building you a championship team, and that's all you want. Don't you do a Sens commercial on our Leaf show? Don't you do it. <laughs> Here's what my thought, Kip, is that, you know, you're talking about this, these four different ownership groups of powerful, interested hockey people. And I can't help but think the NHL has to see, I mean, it's amazing to have that many people wanting to own an NHL franchise and, and this type of per- people. Would they be saying, hey, the sense thing may not work out for everyone, but we want to have you involved in Houston or in Kansas City or in Salt Lake City when potentially this Phoenix team, could there be some conversations happening that are deeper than the Senators' conversation? Don't look now, but you've got some business savvy in you right now. Okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Uh, And the answer, you answered your own question. Yeah. Uh, Take a look at what's going on outside these doors. Go try to raise money. Mm-hmm. Go try to invest in something. Go get somebody to believe in what you're selling. It's a very tough thing. Yeah. For for the league right now to garner this type of interest for any team right now is it tells you how, like what people think of the investment. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah. 
So I, I think it's a great sign. Uh, you know, like I said, they're going to, Ottawa fans are going to end up with great ownership yeah. and it's going to be good for the game. It's going to be good for the Battle of Ontario. It's going to be great for Love that. Sportsnet, ESPN, and everybody involved. Do you, uh, you know, I do you think the Ottawa job, let's say I know Pierre Dorian is currently the GM there, but like if Dubis were hypothetically thinking he would love to have that job, do you think that would be better for his career than Pittsburgh? Tough to guess, I know. I, it's I know. tough to guess. Totally different jobs. It's, well, it's, I just think the Sens one is a chance to look like the White Knight. For sure. Bad for so long, good young talent already in and the organization, the new building coming. The opposite of that. Right. Pittsburgh's, where you're the Grim Reaper. Right. Yeah, like again, there's so many factors in it. Your your family, uh, how much attention do you want? How you feel differently about winning a Stanley Cup in Canada compared to the East Coast, Midwest? Yeah, uh, Florida Panthers right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a individual preference. But the more the more chairs in. In the game, the better off anybody is, right? Yeah. So if if Kyle might be maybe delaying a little bit because he wants to see what happens to Ottawa, that's just, I think, good business practice. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating time in the NHL where teams and ownership and GMs and coaches and all these jobs are, I don't know, everything's in flux right now. It is, including us right now. Very much so. Uh, Jason Bukla. We got him. What's, all, what's going on, Books? Yeah, lots of travel in between. So my, my longest year was 175 nights on the road for perspective. So Wow. That's a lot, yeah. of, that's a lot of room service, Books. Um, yeah, it's a lot of room service. So anything at the World Championships uh, change your opinion on any players? Do you have any uh, fresh sort of takeaways from watching guys in that setting? You know what? Um, I always find that the Worlds can be a bit of a trap. Um, and you know, it's a buyer beware type scenario. And, you know, I'll, I'll bring up one of, uh, I know the show's favorite names, Dennis Malgan from a year ago, you know, led the, led the tournament and scoring. And, um, you know, it was nice to see some, uh, some momentum coming out of Latvia, like, the. You know, there's some cool stories, right? But in terms of individual things, uh, I thought Mackenzie Weegers, just for some Canadian content, I thought Mackenzie Weegar having a bounce back compared to what he was better at the tail end in Calgary, but his game went to another level. Ward, he's more capable of there um, for Team Canada. I thought that was a nice story. Um, you know, selfishly, I, I'm not meaning to just bring up Florida Panther guys here, but like Sam Montembeau, you know, he was a waiver pickup by the Habs. Uh, that's a nice story. But um, it's just a different feel when the Russians aren't there. Nobody can discount that in my mind. Just putting your, your, your scouting hat on right now, Jason, in terms of the value a world championship does for certain players, and we know in the grand scheme of things, it's buried in the Stanley Cup playoffs, doesn't get the attention. Sometimes there's some bigger names, others it's not. But over your years... Have you seen the value that uh, a good world championship could do for you to kind of catapult you back into having a great season? I look at Mackenzie Weger, and we all think he, you know, based on the value that he was involved in the trade and the salary he's already making right now, pretty good player. 
But could a tournament like this where he's named the best defenseman now shoot him up to another level with confidence and, and feeling like now I'm, now I'm going to go from being a pretty good defenseman to a guy challenging for the Norris? Yeah, I think that might be a leap, but I will tell you this. I think it's a it's a real nice reset for him. I think that everybody would agree that Calgary at the end of the year, a lot of those guys were leaving there, you know, kind of they were numb, I guess is the best way for me to put it. And um, so it's a nice reset for weeks to to go in there and play the way that he played. Um, I, I You know, there's a couple of players, though, that do kind of stand out for me, like, I don't know about you guys. Like, I think Lawson Krause is a name we're going to hear a lot about potentially in the next five weeks or so. And I don't know what's going on in Arizona. That's a story for a whole other show. But um, I, I, I think that Krauser is a guy that a lot of teams are going to be uh, coming after here in the offseason, leading into free agency, even the draft. And, and you know, Law had a, had a really, good, uh, really good tournament as well. Um, Hey, Philly's got to be excited about the Cutter Goche kid. Scored seven goals in the tournament, and uh, I mean, there's not they need things to get excited about. Um, but coming all the way back to Uyghur, as I as I just start foaming at the mouth here, I think it's a good, nice reset for him. He's not going to be a Norris Trophy type of guy, but uh, it's a good news off season beginning for him. Lawson Krause is an interesting name. I wonder if people are going to start picking over that Arizona carcass a little bit. Uh, you know, in the wake of not. Sure, you know, the uncertainty of the franchise. Clayton Keller, uh, a great hockey player. A lot of teams would love to have him. Schmaltz, another guy. You know, what are your thoughts on some Arizona players there that could potentially be of interest to other clubs? I'm shopping over there for sure. I, yeah. I, I mean, my pulse, uh, uh, you know, without, you know, barking out anybody's names here, but my pulse in the agency world, fellas, is that uh, people's, patients are wearing thin and um you know you know nhl players or nhl nhl guys they want to play in nhl ranks and they want to have nhl type facilities i mean we can sit here and talk about calgary till we're blue in the face about you know the facilities uh substandard well they could put nineteen thousand people in there and it can get pretty loud so that's the national hockey league 4500 at mullet arena for a year that's kind of a cool story for a month after that it's like you know come on so there's some names there like uh, Kraus, Keller, Schmaltz, you name them. Um, what about Logan Cooley deciding, like going, just coming right out and saying, without them knowing what, or without him knowing what the arena plan was, I'm going back to school for another year. So that one there would concern me a great deal because he's a, he's a high-end prospect. So what's the deal? Like he's not under contract, correct? And is there a, 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 a period of time where he can actually not sign and be thrown back in the draft. He is going to be Arizona property for all four years at Minnesota, unless they trade him. So, you know, like Henry Thrun at the end of the year, got traded to San Jose there. Um, and because, uh, you know, he indicated like the kids just come right out and say, I'll put it, I'll give you an example. Um, years ago, Hyman, we, we had Hyman as our property in Florida and we let him get to his senior year. Um, he was just okay for three years. Then he went off in his senior year. He led us to water saying that, you know, he's going to sign in Florida, sign in Florida, until he wasn't. And then we had to trade his rights before the draft just to get a pick out of it because he's in full control. So God forbid that uh, Cooley decides to do that. But I'll, I'll put a different spin on it. If he ever did, which I don't anticipate. I think this kid wants to come out of school before four years. But he'd only be 22 years old, 40, coming out of yeah. school, even if, even if he waited. So it's like 
Imagine if he came out, he'd be signing a monster ticket uh, right away as a free agent. That's fascinating. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, they'd trade his rights and try to get some value for him soon. He, he seems like a guy who could play in the NHL soon. Um, with the draft coming up, Books, where, where are you at on things? Is your, uh, your, your big board any different than the consensus in any way? It's a little bit different. I mean, there's the wild card is, is Mitchkov, of course, the Russian player. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got him four on my list, and that's with me even massaging the political element of it. I just couldn't drop him any further, guys. He's the second-best player in the draft skill-wise. So, I mean, it's not up to me to control world politics. I can't do that. Asset management, the call would have to be made on the floor long before we got to the floor. The kids coming to the draft, which is interesting in itself. Um, I have been trying to get background information and trying to get reach out to his agent. Um, who only has two prospects in the entire National Hockey League. So let that settle in for a second. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts with Mitch. Yeah, so there's a lot of moving parts with Mitch Koff. Um, but the guy that I have at five, um, everybody's talked about Will Smith uh, being in the, you know, potentially going as high as three, which I don't see that happening. I think it's Carlson. It goes Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson, Mitch Koff for me. Then I went Ryan Leonard. And the reason I didn't go Smith over Leonard was because Leonard, especially when you look at playoffs um, at the NHL, Leonard is a much more tenacious three-zone player who's marginally a second-level offensive producer compared to Smith, but he doesn't cut corners. Like, he's a 200-foot guy. He's working hard, pressing back. He's going up ice, and he's scoring 15, 20 points less than the other guy, but he does all those other things that I believe have more value come playoff time. I don't need a guy to look pretty between uh, October and April. I want him to get into the trenches in May and June. And even if he scores marginally less, but there's all the other things better to make our team better, I'm all over that. So I've got Leonard at five. And I know already that's an outlier and that's roughly some feathers, but um, I don't really care, to be honest with you. That's where it is. We're talking to Jason Bukala, former NHL scout writer with Sportsnet.ca. Read him. uh, Always uh, a great read. Uh, books in terms of Mishkov, what, what are your sources saying? Would you be shocked if he fell into the bottom 16 of the first round? Shocked, yeah. Okay. I would be absolutely shocked. I don't think he gets past Washington, Kipper. They just got – so let's, let's talk politics for a sec. As long as Ovi's around there, um, you know, he's going to go back and he's going to say, you know, he's going to help. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of noise and a lot of momentum – um, with uh, with historical relationships are, that are already in place in Russia and having Ovi there. So Washington, the only thing I would say about that is I'd be, you have to be very comfortable in your skin if you're the Washington camp, the Capitals uh, upper management, because if he doesn't get here for three years, like, are you going to be the GM still? You know how that works. Like, you know, sometimes the guys will make a, a pick because they're not so sure that they're going to be around. But I do think Washington's got stability. Um, that would be a heck of a pick if you ever saw them there, and I don't see him going past here. One, one more quickly before we let you go, Books, and that's the situation in Toronto. Uh, no general manager, coaches waiting. What does this do for, for scouts who might think about, you know, some moves or some, like, how does this affect the rest of the organization uh, through their managerial uh, look? Pins and needles. Can't, I'm not going to. They're absolutely on pins and needles. They don't know what the new general manager sees in terms of his vision, his offseason plan with uh, 
with the big team and how that can affect uh, what's going to happen with our draft board, for example, or our needs going forward, even at free agency on the pro side of things. So uh, it's not ideal. We already know that. We beat this to death. Um, I, In my estimation, if it goes beyond this week, uh, I'm really, wow, like that would be really perplexing to me. I They have to go to the uh, combine next week with a structure in place uh, from the general manager's chair down um, that they know what a plan, what their plan is going to be. Uh, because whoever the GM is in waiting right now, he has a plan. He just needs to get the contract done uh, and be the choice. Pins and needles. Sometimes I'm on those when I listen to Sammy McKee's takes on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that's legit. I, I That's me listening to you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Books, thanks for doing this, man. Great stuff as always. All right, fellas. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Books. Yeah, it's like this. Nobody likes uncertainty. No. <laughs> it's a very uncomfortable situation. And we know sometimes you can be too comfortable. Yeah. But this one is... You draft a guy who might come over in three years and might not come over at all, and there's, you know, complications with... The whole thing is complicated. The OV factor is a massive one. It is. And that's why the Washington... Was he uh, speaking of uh, certain relationships over there that could help? I would imagine he's... Including... Do you um... think Ovi has access to some important ears or no? (laughs) I mean, the guy that is still, I think, on his Instagram profile picture. (laughs) There is no chance Ovi can't DM Putin and get a text back within a minute. I'm sure he can. He... Yeah, there's, there's no there, to there, Washington. There's no DM. <laughs> yes. There's Duh. no DM. He, he's got his iPhone. He yeah, texts yeah, that's him. what I mean. Like, yeah, we yeah. gonna get Mitchkov over here. No problem. Yeah, that's it's a fascinating one. That's such think, a wild card. You think um, they'd want Spencer to make a call to Russia at all? Or? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Spencer's got any contacts. Within the, <laughs> I'm pretty confident within, he doesn't. Within the Putin, hey, hey, uh, hey listen, new guy. Come here and dial this, okay? I, I will tell you, you know, you can see Russia from Alaska. Maybe, you know, he's made some contacts. <laughs> who, who knows? Maybe this is all, he, he's a secret agent. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, any thoughts on Heinz out, Andrew Burnett in? Uh, the honest answer is very few outside of Andrew Burnett deserved a shot after what he did with Florida last year, right? I mean, unbelievable success that they had and then kind of unceremoniously turfed. So happy for him. Think he, uh, yeah, he deserves an NHL club. So, own sound player legend. Somebody mentioned to me, uh, Chris Drury is a John Hines fan. Mm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if. I wonder if they would consider it. It's interesting. I, I mean, all these names, right? All these sort of former NHL head coaches. Are, there's only so many, so I, I can see that. That's interesting. He hasn't it's had a, a ton of success, Hines. It, it's no. uh, it's a beast. Coaching in New York. I was going to say, think, that's a... I think you got to have a little bit of savvy to kind of handle that yeah. that vibe. That's why Laviolette makes so much sense, it. right? Like, Laviolette can handle that. Didn't he go for... Wasn't he in the, with the Devils before Nashville, right, Hines? So, yeah. like, he, he has an idea, but not yeah. like coaching the Rangers. But he's also now... That's two pretty good teams that haven't really done much. You know, like, Dallas Aikens is not at an awesome record, but his teams have been outright bad. You know, tough to evaluate him. Hines has had decent rosters, at the very least. Yeah. Anyway. Just to kind of full circle, uh, there is some, there's a lot of talk, maybe strong speculation or strong rumors. Kyle's waiting on making a decision. 
Uh, Ed Olchuk's name has been linked to a presidency job there. The man who's been in this very room? Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Could you see that, Ed Olchuk slash Kyle Dubas? Is that out there anywhere? That's That seems like a bit of a... Yes, I can, because Eddie is remarkably thoughtful and likable, and a president role to me is a lot more about community relations than it is here where it seems to be picking players. <laughs> or maybe it isn't. I don't know. Or at least that's the perception we've been left with. Right. That's right. It's uh, That's entirely perception-based. Um, he's, he's a guy that is familiar with Pittsburgh, obviously. Yeah. Like... I think the only two names I I hear, if Kyle doesn't want the job, the other name I heard was Jason Botterill in Pitt. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he had a, a, it didn't work in Buffalo, but he's been around and been with some, you know, been in the NHL for a while, gained some experience, so you never know. Speaking um, of didn't work in Buffalo and now having success, Jack Eichel. Yeah, we should mention the Stanley Cup final. Oh, yeah, that thing. He's one for one. When he makes the playoffs, he goes to a Stanley Cup final. This guy can't miss. He can, he can carry that for at least uh, 12 months. Have you ever seen an <laughs> NHL team perform like the Dallas Stars last night in a bigger spot? Whoa. Who was worse, the it Boston was, Celtics or the... It was uh, tilted. I mean, you could tell. Like, I was watching... I was watching both games last night, Boston Celtics. and They I was couldn't watching sink that. a basket. Oh, they're yeah. terrible. But I was yeah. watching a lot of the hockey, too, and... You didn't really need to watch much after the first 10 minutes of that hockey game with Vegas. They were so much better. Oh, my God. Like, I, bet, I bet on Jamie Benn getting over one and a half shots. He did and not get that. He No, he didn't. He played 12 minutes last night. That's it, eh? He was a non-factor after a two-game suspension. Thanks, Captain. Two-game suspension. Come back for 12 minutes. Minus two, at least. Clearly, he cost you money. He cost you money. I'm very he was, upset. He was not... Um, I just I was so impressed with that Vegas team. I like I know I'm not okay. just saying this because I'm you know employed by the company that broadcasts it, but I am legitimately excited for this these two teams matching up. It's a sick final. It is, but if it was, but it's again it goes back to the laundry conversation. Like, if it was, not, if this was Boston versus it, Chicago, would be the most electrifying thing ever. It's I know, just, but the the one thing, regardless of what you think of markets. They are the two most deserving teams. No one's backdooring into this thing right. on just a hot goaltender. Mm. And Bobrovsky's been great. Mm. And he, yeah, right? Yeah. You think they're backdooring it? They I just swept no. Carolina. That's not a backdoor. I don't think backdoor is not as strong. Okay, Very that's my strong. point. But I, I would say that going back to your switch the goalies thing, like if the if they had you know Samsonov or Wall in net. They probably wouldn't be where they are, or close to it. Yeah, but we that, that could be said every year I on know. every team. That's the thing. The goalie is a part of the team. He gets to play too. He plays. <laughs> yeah. So I, the, the Panthers are a great team. I love yeah. watching them play. They're very deserving. And They've you know what? One thing I, I do want to mention: they forecheck like gangbusters. Um, I have an article out, um, an AWS article uh, on the Panthers forecheck opportunity analysis about how. Their pressure, the pressure they put on opposing defenses has made have made them turn pucks over, led to four of their six overtime winners. The puck has been behind the other team's goal line within five seconds of scoring. So wow. uh, check that out on sportsnet.ca. Wow. I'm looking forward to reading it, but where is Florida? Because that sounds like Florida's game plan as well. Like, would Vegas just have way better numbers on that than, say, Florida? No, no, Florida, that's who I'm talking about. Oh, I'm about. sorry, then how about Vegas, though? Because that's... 
I see two teams yeah. with those great strengths. So how does one compare to the other? You know, very similar. When I sorted the uh, 16 playoff teams by, like, dump-in percentage, these teams are, like, one and two. They dump the puck in the most. Oh, my They forecheck the most. That's what I'm looking they forward to. They punt it out. <laughs> Just dump and chase hockey. And pound. Yeah, oh, they do that, for sure. The um, Vegas fourth line was phenomenal right? last night. And Just quickly to go back to something that's very relevant to this, Celtics last night. Bruins in the first round. Boston becomes the first city to lose a home game seven to an eight seed in both hockey and basketball in the same season. Boston finally taking some lumps after. Looks good on them. Do people titles. just stay home and think of this stuff? <sighs> That's from uh, John Hollinger, who is a former NBA executive. Uh, there was executive. Some wild stats out of last night. But yeah, Boston's failings were at the heart of most of them. <laughs> yeah. That's a long su- summer for the. City of Boston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sammy doesn't care. Okay. We'll take a quick break <laughs> and then Sammy will come, come back with uh, playoff picks and uh, a little bit more. You are watching and listening to Real Kipper and Born. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, Sammy Boy, let her rip. Playoff picks. All right, time for playoff picks. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Now, uh, the last time we talked about this, Bet365 had posted odds for the next general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And now they have posted some odds for the next coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, are you guys interested in such a thing? Oh, extremely. You think? Um, the betting favorite at plus 175 is Sheldon Keefe. Huh. The next closest, it was Andrew Burnett. They have yet to take that down because obviously it's not official yet. But Andrew Burnett, you can take him off the board. Gerard Gallant at plus 550. Quenville at plus 650. You can obviously take Carberry off the board at plus 650. Bruce Boudreaux. At ten to one, Laviolette twelve to one, Mike Sullivan sixteen to one, and then it kind of gets a little bit more far fetched. Claude Julian, you know, Daryl Sutter. I gotta tell you, happen. I love the idea of Gerard Gallant. I think that'd be entertaining. And there's another one around five fifty that you mentioned there. Can you give that to me again? Gerard Gallant and then Joel Quenville at six fifty. Quenville yeah. six fifty. Yeah. Quenville is would be a firestorm, but oh my lord, he's Joel Quenville. Yeah. God, be. it's just like it's hard to imagine. They wouldn't do it here. No. Well, it's just I don't even. You need a general manager first, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you have a better idea with a general manager where odds would lean towards this? Yeah, for sure. But it's, a, of, it's actually a great names, point. Doesn't Gallant seem like the guy who's like the players' coach enough, but also would dig in if he had to type of guy for this core? And the last one posted is Rob Brindamore at fifty to one. What's that, what's that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Leaves Carolina. But it's listed on there. But yeah, I, I thought Carolina. it was pretty interesting. I just, you know, to look at those numbers. And uh, the other one here is that they uh, still have the general manager up. And the last time we talked, Brad Trilliving was minus 175. He's now at minus 250. So even more of an heavy, over, heavy overwhelming favorite. favorite. And everyone kind of stayed the same except for Eric Tulski went from plus 350 to plus 700. And Brandon Pridham went. Wow. Brandon Pridham went from plus 
or 10 to 1 down to plus 900, so 9 to is 1. Is there anything so. on Pitt? No. This is just for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It is it's just for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you think Kyle Dubas turns down Pitt? <sighs> Hold on. I almost answered, and then I thought. You know, I think there's a chance, and I made this case to you like er- on an earlier show, that I th- I think he is in it for the long career. And I think it's going to be tough over the next five years to have the Penguins be successful. That's what just kind of dawned on me here is that, like, you know the, and make no mistake about it, and I've said this, that they will look at him like he's Theo Epstein. Right. But can he go in there in the next two or three years and get them to really contend, or is he just going to Band-Aid this thing up with... Crosby, Latang, and Bunting. and Malkin. So, <laughs> like, if if he turns it down, it's because I can't live up to my reputation yeah. under these circumstances. That's the only reason I think he could turn it down. So I wasn't and not looking at I, you there out of disinterest. Go ahead, Sammy. So I'm just going to wrap up playoff picks. We can oh, continue oh, sorry, this conversation. I thought you were done. No, no, I got one more thing for you here. Just looking at the looking way ahead. You're really killing a good conversation right looking now. Looking way ahead to the final. Florida is an underdog again at plus 115, which is pretty big for a final. Panthers win in seven and plays 515. If you think the Cats are going to sweep another series, they're plus 1400. That was playoff right. picks presented by Bet365. Cats Visit, haven't yeah. played hockey in a month of Sundays. Give It'll me be Vegas. unbelievable. 10 I, days. How terrible is that for them? Roll and roll in this Awful. overachieving team. I want, just... your, I want your thoughts on Kyle Dubas yes. potentially turning down Pittsburgh. So while you were talking, I was just like, where would Pittsburgh's prospect pool be? Because they need filling in. And, you know, uh, the Athletic does one, Scott Wheeler, once in a while. It was the one that came up first. It has them 29th out of 32 teams in terms of, like, prospect pools, good players coming. And the top teams are, like, the Avs, the Lightning, and the Bruins. You know, like, the really successful teams. And so you got no one coming. Maybe you got a guy coming. I don't know. But it's not a highly ranked pool. So these guys are getting older, and they're your whole team. You're capped out with some bad deals and you got no prospects coming. So if you're Dubas, it's the Penguins, it's Crosby, it's a you know a gig with some sway, but it's going to be really hard. Ottawa, on the other hand, you know, cap space, young talent, up and coming, expectations much lower. You get the chance to be a hero. So. Yeah. yeah. Or I got to think if he turns it down, he'd, he would be on the top of a lot of lists and yeah. maybe you know if he is it might not be that long or, or could be long i don't know probably doesn't hurt your chances in the but. dating pool when you turn down a supermodel <laughs> you know people are like well, what's this guy got <laughs> it's you know i think it looks good on him being coveted whether he takes know. it or not now would pitt be like uh L. McPherson? Is that what you're saying? I think so. I okay. think that's L. A- McPherson like 20 years ago or <laughs> L. Now? <laughs> I'm not going to weigh in on current L. McPherson. Christine Brinkley? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I haven't seen the aging of the 1990s. Cindy doing the Pepsi commercial. That's, Remember that that's one with pretty, the Ferrari? That's high end right No, there. no, you weren't born then. No, that commercial's legendary, though. It's everywhere. Uh, do we derail there? Sorry. Yeah, it is. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> We're supermodeling this show up right now. Yeah. yeah. Sammy. There, yeah. It Sammy would be a pretty a shoe model, I it, think. It'd be a pretty bad I got wonderful feet. It would be a really tough look for I think Kyle's reputation everywhere else. If he didn't take, take it. Take it. I think there would be a small like Do you think? 
I think I think there would be a small victory in in saying, you know what? I stood up at a podium and I said I'm not showing up next week if I'm not here, and I lived up to that. And there's the two for two factor. I said we can and we will, and we you know we did. We signed the guys I said we'd sign. Then I said I wouldn't pop up somewhere, and I didn't. You know, it would be it would probably go further for him in the long term to to not take it. But then I don't know what he's left with out there for work. Certainly doesn't have a contract. And the three of that us would be way shallower, shallow, way more shallow. Yeah. And take the money and maybe, run. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe he'd come on our show <laughs> if he was unemployed. That'd be great. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm guessing no. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Our thanks to Jason Bukala. We are back tomorrow. Real Kipper and Born. Thanks for joining. Give us a rating and review if you get a chance.